Welcome to Spirit Wisdom with Robin Pelche, an occult experience and place to have discussions about all things mysterious, metaphysical, and unknown. It is my hope that each episode that I put out, you walk away feeling more in tune with your body, your mind, and your spirit, being able to see more, feel more, discern more, and feel inspired to learn more. Because on this human journey that we've all somehow found ourselves on, there's always that question of like, why are we here? What is the point of all this? And the more that I've delved into the occult, the more I find understanding and comfort in the expansiveness of that question. To know that I'll never really know, but to feel like I'm beginning to understand, that is a feeling of freedom. And it's probably going to be the pursuit for the rest of my life. I love knowledge and the best way to learn is to experience, which is why I am always seeking to expand what I know, to put my wisdom into practice, whether that be in the calmness of the water or walking through fiery flames. Whether that's the star tarot card or the tower. In life and in death, in heaven and in hell. Angels, demons, the mundane and the magic. Life is made up of polarities, and you'll find people that are repelled by the light and by the dark. But by doing so, they're running from themselves. And what I have really grown to love and nurture and find beautiful is being in both. And to understand magic is to have perception. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what it is. And the more that you can perceive, the more will be revealed to you. When you notice the poetic patterns and rhythm of your life, you'll notice more. That's magic. That's magic speaking to you when you notice something like positivity. It's almost, you know, like magic. The more positivity shows up in your life where your energy goes and that's where your attention flows, it expands. So then how do you live life 
with monsters and with miracles, without identifying with one or the other. I think it's a question that not a lot of people really want to sit with. There's a lot of um, emerging shadow work stuff coming up online, which really excites me. And I think that's going to be where so much light comes from. But it, it is really interesting because you hear of people who are dreaming of this, like, new earth, um, bringing, like, the nirvanic plane down to earth and it being, like, heaven on earth, feeling like that's the ultimate goal in life is to be in bliss. And I used to believe in that and buy into that and visualize that and want that. But I really value the dirt. I value the roots of a tree that reach down and the overturning cycles of life, tornadoes, the hurricanes, the icy days, and then the warm sun. When you think of animal kingdoms, is there really a wrong or a right? Or are they just in tune with natural law and harmony? You know, we we have all these perceptions that we've been taught this is good and this is bad. This is what balance looks like and this is what a shit show looks like. But what if balance is the fluxes, the ups and the downs, the calm, gentle, serene view of the lake, or the massive waves pounding up on the shore? In the natural cycles and rhythms of life is where perfection lies. Perfection is chaos. And in that there is peace. When we can really understand that, and you can understand perceptions and pivot your life and the never-ending circumstances that come up with perception, you can embody both the light and the dark. Because that's where I think the power really is. And there are people that will spend their entire lives suppressing some of their biggest desires because they believe it's wrong. They believe they've overcome it. But what would happen if they went in it? Would they drown? Would it take them down? These are interesting questions to me because I have found that sometimes the most transformational healing is when I embrace it and not run or cower or be terrified of myself, but having a good look at why it's there in the first place and never ever feeling shame for that very thing.
Because we are two primal beings. And there is a function and a reason for all that we are. And in each person, there are angelic qualities and there are demonic qualities. You know, in white magic and in black magic, you know, that's another way to polarize what's good and what's bad. These are just perceptions. Magic is neutral, just like money. It's it's in what we do with it and what we intend. It's a thing that's really got me pondering. I recently watched The Man in the High Castle, which is a phenomenal series on Amazon, and I highly recommend it. But in the way that it spoke to me the most was that, say, there are multiple realities. And in each reality, there's a different version of us. And in one reality, you know, this person, they grow up with a loving home and opportunities in life and they, they go and they become very successful and do all this beautiful stuff in their life. But in another reality, the exact same person with the exact same DNA, the same fingerprints, everything has a trauma that happens maybe when they're 10. And because of that trauma in this other timeline, they express other parts of their being. It would be quite interesting to talk to, you know, the version who's been successful to see what their views of the person that's unsuccessful because of this this trauma they had. But they're the same personality, just expressing in different ways from different life circumstances. When we think of like the multidimensionality of a human, there's so much that can encompass what somebody is made up of, what they present, and what they're capable of. So how do we ever really know who is who? I think it's fair to assume that if there is some big infinite intelligence, which I believe there is, it's created all that's here. The same intelligence that created the angels is the intelligence that created the demons. And just like we are made up of sunshine and dirt and energy, and spirit, everything that encompasses the solar system. We are those same energies that are depicted in archetypes. They all exist within each and every one of us. And I am beginning to find that to be really beautiful. I've spent a lot of time over the last few years going through this very (laughs) metaphysical experience with life, 
really getting intimate with what's behind the veil, with spirits, with human abilities, with energies, with just the expansiveness of, of all that is here. And by doing so, like, I experienced things that I only thought were in movies. The further I went into studying psychic abilities, telepathy, ESP remote viewing, evidential mediumship, past life regression, I studied my ass off and realized that there is so much more going on than we could ever imagine. And the only conclusion that I could come to is that the more that I know, the less I realize I know. We are almost like infants. And the sooner that we realize that, the more that we can be open to experience. I have been humbled so many times from having these set beliefs and set perceptions. And even when I thought I didn't, I was still limiting myself by how I believed it should be. When you are able to just be willing to be led, be willing to be taught by the intelligences that are around us, by the experiences and the patterns that show up, then you're in such a beautiful, sweet spot to just be rich in life experiences. There are so many things I have had to let go of to make room to know more. It's why I re-began this podcast. A few months ago, I deleted my business and this podcast and my entire social media and just, I went offline so that I could learn more about myself. I could quiet everything down so I could understand so much more of who I am and what I can do. That was an experience that didn't really make sense to me at the time. But through my deep connection with the spirits I work with, it was something that I had to just trust that I was being guided and nudged to do something that would be very powerful and pay off, even though at the time it felt reckless. But it's such a flex when you're able to trust yourself and the way that you come across your own internal spirit wisdom. We have to be able to source our wisdom from within, even if it just starts with a gut feeling. It's important. It's how we'll get through the ups and the downs and to never feel helpless or like you're a victim to circumstance. Because when you have access to, I would call it like the infinite realm of creativity, then you can open doors 
always, even when the world feels very, very dark. Although the dark womb or voids are very uncomfortable, by being in the unknown, you make room to be surprised, to start fresh. The whole idea behind this episode being called Monsters and Miracles is because that polarity has been what has led me to where I am today. And it has been my occult experience and my experience with magic. It's been in my understanding of my creator. Some will refer to it as God. I like to say my creator and through asking always to be shown the truth, to be led, I've come to a neutral point. I had this very tight relationship, I'll say with my creator, with with higher intelligences, even lower intelligences as well, because both have been phenomenal teachers for me. That understanding and that reverence for the spirits that we share this earth plane with, all planes really, has taken me a while to to get comfortable with. The reason I, I deleted, one of the reasons I deleted my old podcast was because I spent so much time fighting the battle for the light. I would love to talk about what was false light and what was, you know, white magic and and black magic and the right hand path and the left hand path and why my views were superior. Because I really believed that in order to become enlightened or bring this beauty into the earth, you had to side with one or the other. And it's kind of shocking for me to be in this place now where my creator has led me to actually be right in between both. I didn't see this for myself and perhaps I was blinded by the light that I claimed to be and believe in. I love being in the polarities and understanding them and some of the craziest times in my life have been in the swinging of the pendulum, the yin and the yang, the fucking monsters under the bed and the miracles that show up in my life. I have stories that I I never thought would be possible in this life. I believe when you're meant to work in these realms, the realms will come and find you. And they'll make themselves known. Like you really, I went looking for it because it had found me and I needed answers. And it's been really, really interesting to just like, to come to this conclusion that there is no such thing as a good or a bad thing. My journey in spirituality really began when I had a car accident, which I used to talk about a lot. I was really disabled after it. It's when I was having crazy precognitive dreams and 
experiences that I I became like a book addict, just trying to find answers for what was happening to me. If it wasn't for that lady that ran a red light and T-boned my car, I'd still be selling makeup. I can't I can't imagine what my soul like I feel like I just like cripple up like a a raisin <laughs> when I think about that being all I would have allowed myself to experience in this life. I'm like it's it would have been horrific if I didn't get into that car accident. But yet when I tell people of the pain and the strength that it took like mentally, spiritually, and physically to get to where I am now, they're like, I'm so sorry you had that experience. But I'm like, I feel like, thank you. Thank you for showing me what I couldn't see. I never want to be like boastful or in a place in life where I think I know it all. Because what magic has really taught me when I have been intentionally manifesting or praying that the most miraculous and craziest cool stuff can come into your life in ways that you could never do yourself. You, you couldn't orchestrate a masterpiece like that without a higher intelligence. It's like the the way a prayer can be answered is beyond genius. And true magic to me is poetic. It's like a poetic way to live your life where nothing becomes coincidence anymore. Even something like a rat running across the road when you're driving or you know a little mouse in your cupboard it doesn't even matter your whole life is a stage of divination if only you'll take the time to notice it's fucking beautiful it's beyond my wildest expectations When I first went into spirituality, I thought a past life regression was cool. I thought a mediumship reading was cool. I thought tarot readings were like the cat's fucking ass. Is that something? The bee's knees? Whatever. (laughs) I was blown away when I began. But when I went offline, through sheer trust that that's what I needed to do. The magic that showed up in my life had me completely mystified and terrified at the same time. It's honestly, it, it the experiences that I've had have, I, I don't know, I felt like I was even close to like, needing to check myself in (laughs) at some points because when reality starts moving almost like in the matrix 
and you're having experiences where there's nothing that can explain it other than like say we could say divine intervention like I guess a movie that I was actually finding myself relating to in hilarious ways was like Evan Almighty because he was having like you know the birds show up and all of this crazy stuff and he's like trying to run from it and he's angry but it's like it's showing up that is somewhat like what I experienced and I'm not even shitting you and I had people around me experience it with me it would be so uncanny (sighs) I have yet to find a way to put into words how cool life can really be and how tangible like the spirits and divine intelligences, angels and demons, how real, real all of this stuff is. It would get like so uncanny to the point where like, I remember one day I drove and I parked somewhere and I was praying. I was mad though. And I was freaking out because I felt like I'd lost everything and I couldn't understand why I did it. And I remember just screaming in my car, like, if, like I need a sign right now. And at that very moment, two doves flew up and they like sat right in front of my car. And I remember just like, I screamed, <laughs> like, oh my God. Okay. All right. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> I have so many stories like this. It's incredible. But then it was interesting because I had to really overcome a huge perception I'd been carrying that in order to be worthy of angelic support, in order to, you know, be considered for, we'll say something like the path of initiation, which is like something that's really taught by like the Theosophical Society, the path of discipleship. I really found a lot of like value in those books, but I felt like I had to be saint-like in order to like keep having these divine experiences But what my creator taught me above all else is like while I was struggling and having like a really hard time playing tug of war with my own inner demons while I was doing things that were pretty reckless as well as like my own coping mechanisms, these doves would show up for me like literally physically like coming right up to me. They would just like fucking appear. They would show up when I was doing things that I felt unworthy of my creator's love. It was one of the most bizarre teachings of all because I read something like the Bible and I'm like, this is not the God that I have come to know and understand. It makes me feel like squeamish in my stomach. It gives me like, the heebie-jeebies, because when I've had visits from angels, which is a real thing, and when I've 
been spoken to and had beautiful religious experiences and touched beyond the veil. Weird love for all that we are. And there's actually no hiding it. The only people we're ever fooling is ourselves. And even when we do things that we perceive to be wrong, that's just our perception. If you think of the multidimensionality of a human, you have to factor in every life they've lived. You have to go and think about every possibility that that personality could act out and express. And until you've done that, how can you really know? Because when all is said and done and all possibilities have been expressed, we're all the same. All of us. You know, those statements of like, when you judge another, you're judging yourself. It's true. Because you have the potential to express the very thing you despise in another. You just don't know it. And I guess when I got really comfortable with this idea, my entire perspective on life just became the observer. And it's taken me down the most, I don't know, the most unknown road of life that I certainly didn't see myself traveling. Like, I don't, I don't want to be on any high horse anymore. Now I'm like, I'm curious, like, what's it like to ride the dark horse? What, what would it be like to like fully express and learn and control these other aspects of me. I held so many judgments around spirituality and I believe knowledge is really, really important when you're dabbling in the occult. Like studying is foundational. You have to know what you're doing. You have to put in the time, whether you're going to have real life studies and it's going to be through like putting your hand on the burner a million times until you're like, damn it, like I get hurt when I do that thing. <laughs> Whatever your study is good for you. Um, a good book, two good books to start out with. I'll give two recommendations. First one is Sane Occultism by Dion Fortune. And the other book is, uh, well, actually it's two books. It's um, The Spirit's Book by Alan Kardak. And then the book on mediums by Alan Kardak. Although, as I just said that, I resonate more with the book on mediums because it's kind of like the dialogue with a spirit that tells you kind of like spirit discernment 101. The thing that we need to have like the most of is like a holistic respect for all spirits. I think it's kind of a dick move to be like a ghost hunter and start like poking and prodding at spirits unless you're like going in there to to help a spirit cross over or bring some type of healing and love into it like a situation you really shouldn't be dabbling in that stuff for entertainment but that's just an opinion but having respect for all intelligences is is foundational and then developing discernment through education through experiences and then through 
learning your body, spending time with it, meditation. Until you understand the landscape of your mind, you're going to be a slave to suggestions and programming. Getting in tune with the voices you hear in your head, whether it's your own thoughts or a song popping in, the imagery in your imagination, we'll just, you know, we'll finger quote imagination, body feelings, getting the chills, feeling, learning, understanding energies. It's really where it all begins. And having like time to have some like honest dialogue with higher intelligences. That probably out of all the things I've done has been the most transformational. And like I'll say everything honest I'm thinking. I think something like spoken from the heart, even if you need to swear in it, (laughs) is a lot more honest than like just reading a phrase that has no meaning to you or that feels automatic. My personal experiences, um, I'm just another (laughs) wanderer on this path trying to figure it out too, but yeah, if any of those suggestions work for, for you guys, then I'm happy to share. So monsters and miracles, I guess they're kind of the same thing. The monsters that, you know, we hide in our closets, the monsters in our mind, people that we think are monsters, monsters in movies, demons, all of that stuff. It's it's quite interesting. I started out my brand as the Empowerment Witch, and it's a hilarious name to me now, and I cringe a lot, but I kind of love what it's about, and I love how witch is so polarizing. I've really been in this, like, this finding myself journey of, like, I don't identify with a label, but I'm beginning to, like, swing back around into witchcraft, but not, not like typical witchcraft. I would say more in like shamanism, sorcery. I've been studying like a little bit of Solomonic magic, which has been really interesting to me because a year ago I would have smacked me across the face (laughs) probably for even entertaining it. And I spent a lot of time, like I said, just I was so polarized. I I was almost like a woke. I was like a woke spiritualist. Always trying to like school people on like, this is right and this is wrong. And this is how we do it. And this is how we don't. And this is how we ascend. And this is whatever, right? I had a war going on in my mind. Like Jordan Peterson likes to say, like, you got to clean up your own house, your bedroom or whatever before you can go save the world. And that's what I did. That is what I did. And what I found there was liberation and freedom to be all of that I am and to explore all that there is. Who I am today is very shocking to who I was a year ago. It's interesting because it's like you have people that they say they want to know the truth but do they really and if the truth came to greet them would they acknowledge it that's 
a question worth pondering. Because when I was shown everything that I was, or everything that I did in the last few months, this is where I was led. And without a book or watching any videos, like I, I went offline like cold turkey. Without any of that, without knowing about like ceremonial magic and rituals and the the extent and the things people go through to have experiences with angels and spirits, I learned it all without needing any of that through my own navigating system, through my own abilities. My world spoke to me in ways that blew my mind. So for me to be at this spot right now where I'm really, really cool with where everybody's at, with what everybody's doing, with the whole damn thing, I feel free as a fucking bird. (laughs) I do. I've been listening to that Leonard Skinner song, Free as a Bird. The vibe that I'm really feeling and and drew myself this beautiful sigil as well that I look at and I I just I feel what I feel right now it's like I don't know I I feel rich in my soul from what I get to know and it is such a privilege and that's what I want to use this platform for I want to use it to educate and to share and to expand people's mind. I want I want them to be able to understand what their own spirit wisdom is trying to say to them. I want them to be really well equipped for whatever they find in the light and the dark. And I just I just want to be here and be honest and share whatever I'm learning as I go. And um I guess that's the vibe. So I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening to my very, the, the relaunch of Spirit Wisdom. Thank you for supporting me as I have stumbled my way through entrepreneurship and spirituality and all these teachings. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to share the way that I do. Having, having somebody listening on the other end of this is one of the most special feelings like I feel teary when I think about it going offline was great but I missed sharing these experiences because this is really how I learned this is how it all began was plugging into somebody else's experiences and learning and taking little bits and pieces of resonated and adding them to my puzzle when I felt like they fit And I just keep building and I keep building. So whether you're with me for an episode or you're with me for a season, just want to say thanks and you're awesome. And I would love if you followed my Instagram page. It's at Spirit Wisdom. Another one, Spirit Wisdom Official. So I'm going to be posting just quotes and just little educational pieces, books as well. I'm a book nerd, so I'm going to be sharing as much as I can on there. And if there's any questions you have, 
about what I spoke about. If you have any comments, if there's topics you want me to cover, send me a DM. I want to hear from you. But with that, I will bid you all adieu. Have a beautiful morning, afternoon, evening. And I'll see you later, alligator. Alligator.